Across the Ocean. Hanuman crouched low on the slopes of Mount Mahendra, with his gaze fixed on the horizon, and launched himself into the air. Shining like the sun with his tail stretched out behind him, he flew in and out of the clouds. His eyes blazed and the wind thundered past his ears. Far below, the sea tossed in his wake, churning up waves as high as mountains. As he neared the island of Lanka, he saw, amid forests and mountains, stretched out below him, a fabulous city. He landed safely and returned to his normal size, and then set off through the jungle toward the city. By nightfall, he arrived beneath its towering walls. As darkness fell, he shrank to the size of a cat and sprang over the battlements. Advancing by the light of the full moon, he followed the main highway into the city, passing mansions of gold and laid with diamonds and pearls and filled with the sounds of laughter and music. Soon, he reached the golden gates of Ravana's palace, which led to an inner city, full of demons strutting here and there, challenging each other in proud tones and singing boisterously. He entered Ravana's personal residence and found such splendor as if heaven had descended to earth. In the private apartments, he found gorgeous women deep in slumber amid scattered pillows, like swans floating on a sea of lotus flowers. In the midst of them, on a raised bedstead of ivory and gold beneath a white canopy, slept Ravana, his powerful arms encircled with gold bracelets and covered with the scars from many battles. Around his bed slept female musicians, still holding their musical instruments in sensuous embrace. On a nearby, richly upholstered bed lay Ravana's queen, Menudari, more gorgeous than the other woman. She had been the first of thousands of young girls stolen by Ravana from the homes of gods and celestial beings. Hanwan searched everywhere for Sita, leaving the palaces to look among the crowded crossroads, narrow lanes, chasms, and ravines. He feared she may have died from a broken heart in separation from her Lord, and that his mission had failed. In despair, he contemplated fasting to death. But just then, Hanuman found a grove of ancient Ashoka trees on the wooded hillside near Ravana's palace. This was Ram Ravana's private retreat, and something told Hanuman that Sita would be there. He prayed to Vishnu to give him success and leapt over the boundary wall. Inside, among trees thick with flowers and entwined with vines, the monkey jumped from tree to tree, scattering blossoms like the spirit of spring. Advancing deeper into the grove, he found that the trees took on a silver hue and their flowers became richer and more perfumed. Water tumbled down the hillside into a crystal clear pool with a white sandy bed sparkling with gems and corals. Around the pool, 
Marble steps descended from the trees of gold, which chimed as if with tiny bells in the breeze. Hanumun climbed the tallest tree and peered out from its branches across the moonlit landscape. Nearby was a tree greater and more venerable than the rest. Beneath it, he saw a woman seated on the ground, dressed in torn, unwashed clothes. She was pale and drawn, and her face was bathed in tears. But her beauty shone like the moon through a veil of clouds. Hanuman saw at once that she was the same woman he had witnessed carried through the air over Rishiyamaka Hill. He recognized the same ornaments as those cast down from the sky that day and the same yellow robe matching the silk cloth in which they had been wrapped. He knew her to be Sita. Female demons circled restlessly around her, hideous in appearance and carrying clubs and spears. Some only had one eye or misshapen features. Some were covered in hair. Some were humpbacked or monstrous in size with heads of goats camel's feet or donkey's ears. In the midst of these monsters, Sita was weighed down by grief, like a boat sinking beneath its load. How can such a blameless and exalted soul be afflicted with so much sorrow? wondered Hanuman. Indeed, destiny is hard to understand. Yet, I see she is as forbearing as the earth from whom she was born. She does not see the monsters surrounding her or this heavenly garden. She sees only Rama. <laughs>